Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Hey everyone, it's Dave Asprey with Bulletproof Radio. Today's cool fact of the day is we've all heard that unnecessary antibiotics are bad for you because you get immune to them, but a lot of people don't know that your gut flora never returns to its original condition. That means if you took antibiotics once as a child, that you probably don't have the same gut flora that you would have otherwise had. The more of them you take, the worse off your gut flora becomes forever. That means it's harder for your body to fight off infections naturally as well. I know this because I had chronic sinus infections every month or strep throat for many, many years, like more than 15 of them, and I've taken more antibiotics than most horses get before they die. Uh, Not good for me, but I'm completely biohacking that. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. This podcast today is an amazing one because this is with a guy who's affectionately known as the father of medical freedom because he pioneered the nation's first law protecting alternative medicine, which is amazing in and of itself. 
What's more amazing is that he's actually on quarantine because he just came back from treating Ebola victims with alternative medicine in Africa. We're going to talk about the experience of that, and we're going to talk about what alternative medicine he used. Our guest today is Dr. Robert Rowan. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dave. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you. May I make one minor correction? Please. I'm on quarantine, but I actually didn't treat Ebola patients myself. Uh, what did you do? I went there to teach. I went there to teach the doctors in Sierra Leone about ozone with uh, my colleague, friend and colleague, Dr. Howard Robbins. He pioneered a unique method of ozone delivery that is perfect for Ebola, absolutely perfect. And it doesn't involve contamination. It's dirt cheap. We weren't there to teach it. I was going to go. I put him up to it. I said, I'm going. And um, at first, he didn't want to go. And then when he thought about it, he said, I can't let you get all the credit for this. So I'm going to go. So we went together. And um, I was there for a week. He was there for five days. And uh, we taught. We even met with the president of Sierra Leone. By the way, this was on an invitation from the president of Sierra Leone. Wow. President Coroma. And we met twice with him. He actually received the treatment. And we prepared talks and lectures before scores of people, especially their, their doctors. And we met with some of their most prominent doctors, um, one of whom, the president of the Sierra Leone Medical Dental Association, walked in the door very skeptical. When she left, she had, she's on my YouTube channel, incidentally. Uh, so my YouTube is Robert Rowan MD. That's my channel. Uh, anybody who wants to go to it, youtube.com slash user slash Robert Rowan MD. And um, she just melted. Uh, she melted, came in skeptical and melted, and, and, and to the point where she came in to receive her own ozone treatments. She did a treatment on me. I let her do one so she would know how to do it, and um, then everything was cool. But the problem was, unbeknownst to us, there was some skullduggery. And even though the president wanted this, and it appeared his chief advisor wanted it, there was some things happening behind the scenes in the Ministry of Health. Let's talk about that in a minute. I'm sure people who are listening are a little bit curious about, like, even what is ozone? We, most people think it's a gas that's bad for the environment, like a pollutant. And, and I should also disclose that uh, we first met when you presented at the Silicon Valley Health Institute, the nonprofit that I run in Silicon Valley, uh, and that I've been using ozone therapy oof, going back since about almost eight, eight, nine years. In fact, last night I gave myself an ozone treatment because I was filming my documentary on toxic mold. I started getting upper back pain, which for me is a sign of neurotoxin exposure. And ozone treatment really helps me with that. It wakes up my mitochondria. So I'm an active ozone user, and I plan to have ozone available for my own use pretty much till I'm dead. Uh, not every day, but when I need it. So, so that's kind of a background. People who are listening who've, who've listened to lots of episodes, they know that I do all sorts of, of interesting things for performance. Ozone is a seriously huge one, and most people have just never heard of it. You're one of the guys who's been using it since 1986. You're treating some of the most dangerous things ever with it. So you're like a world expert on ozone, and you just got back from Sierra Leone. So tell me what the Ministry of Health did there, but that background is really important. It's what the Minister of Health didn't do. 
Of all people who didn't come to our lectures, the Minister of Health and his staff didn't come. Don't think this wasn't deliberate. It was. We had to jump through hoops, going to meeting after meeting, driving over horrible roads, rutted roads, traffic that you can't describe. It's not like it's an L.A. freeway, but there's people walking on the street in front of you, on the side of you. It's like you're dodging people on the street. But we went through meeting after meeting after meeting, and finally, on Wednesday, which was the last day that Howard was there, we got to the Ebola czar, Paulo Conte, and it it was like pulling teeth to get there. And we got there at uh, about 4.30 in the afternoon, and he listened to us, and we said, do you have any questions for us? And we, we were there with a, a national hero, Koro, uh, Kojo Karu, a physician who's a national hero there. He, he saved a lot of lives during their wars 10 years ago. He's an icon. And uh, Paulo Conte said to us, yes, I have one question. How come this isn't being used already in the center? I mean, here's the Ebolazar saying, why isn't it being used? We thought we had final clearance at last. So Howard left that night, and next morning we started off in jubilation to the uh, treatment center. Uh, remember, I didn't go there to treat Ebola myself. That would have raised great consternation straight up. I didn't think I needed to do it. There's plenty of people to do it. I wanted to teach this treatment. So we get to the Ebola center. And there's a containment building that is far enough away that I felt okay. And then we go into their meeting area where there's a lot of people, staff, doctors, and nurses. And this is not a contaminated area. Uh, no one's there in, in, in spacesuits. And the doctors that we had trained previously during the week didn't show up, so we're ready to train new staff and new doctors. And they're, they got some skepticism. But we explain it to them, and then I show them a YouTube video that I made on their own doctors that's posted on YouTube. It's called Sierra Leone, uh, Prolozone Comes to Sierra Leone. They saw it, and their jaws dropped to the ground. They couldn't believe the miracles they saw on people they knew. So they lined up for treatment, prophylactic preventive treatment. They lined up. In the meantime, while this is going on, a call comes in to the army guy, the major who's in charge of this uh, treatment center, and it comes from the deputy minister of health, and I'm quoting, if you value your job, there will be no ozone treatments there. Wow. Wow. That applied to everybody. He then got a follow-up call from the minister of health himself, reiterating it. Well, we had already started the process of treating people doctors and nurses, and they were vying for treatment. Uh, they were actually competing to get the treatment. They wanted it because they saw it as a means to protect themselves from getting Ebola themselves. What evidence did they receive that, that ozone has any effect on, on Ebola? Like that, that's a pretty major claim. And, and, you know, there's probably people selling, you know, fractured bark water saying that it's going to. So, so I, I, I do know some of the answers. I know the mechanism of action. But walk me through what is ozone inside the body and walk me through what it does for Ebola specifically and how you administer it. I presented this uh, to all their doctors and I even presented it to them. 
Ozone has several effects on the body. <clears throat> Let's go through the simplest first. Ozone is O3. You're breathing O2. Ozone is made by splitting O2 and one of the oxygen goes off and hits an O2 and then it forms O3, which is an unstable molecule that it only lasts about 30 seconds. But it's natural. It's nature's most powerful oxidizer. It's a cleanser. It leaves no toxic residue. And believe it or not, your own white blood cells make it. Scripps Institute discovered that in the year 2002. And that's unbeknownst to most everybody in the country. So your own body makes it. Your, your immune system makes these oxidants as its defense against invaders. So we're going to come to why in just a moment. Effects ozone has on the body. Ozone improves the rheological properties of red blood cells. That means the red blood cells become more flexible and you get much better blood flow. I'm an oxygen man. I started ozone, as you said, in 1986. And after my first treatment, I woke up. I realized that the most important thing to the body is oxygen delivery and oxygen consumption. It's the root of all healing. It's the root of all health. It's the root of all longevity. Oxygen is what makes energy. And there's a long route from oxygen out here to the cell in my fingertip. It's got to go through a lot of travels to get there. Ozone improves the rheologic properties of blood. Ozone improves the ability of red blood cells to unload its oxygen cargo at the capillary uh, and, and drive a higher head of pressure of oxygen into the cell. Ozone improves mitochondrial consumption of oxygen, making more energy. That's crucial. So we get better oxygen delivery and oxygen consumption. Ozone, in a series of studies done by Vilio Bacci of Italy and Cubans, and I was just in Cuba a few weeks ago where this idea to go to Sierra Leone was hatched, uh, they've confirmed Bacci's work and taking it further. Ozone modulates the immune system. So if you have an immune system that's overactive that's up here, ozone brings it down to eye level. And if your immune system is here and it's not working properly, it raises it. So it balances the teeter-totter of your immune system. And we know that there are many diseases we call autoimmune, where the body is overacting, like arthritis, for example, rheumatoid arthritis. And then there's AIDS, where you don't have an immune system functioning, and ozone builds it up. So ozone modulates the immune system, which is of particular interest in Ebola, because the evidence is now showing that Ebola kills through what's called a cytokine storm. In other words, yes, Ebola is damaging all by itself, but the way Ebola works is it suppresses, it's the stealth pathogen. It comes in and it suppresses your immune system. It basically turns it off. So it's like a coiled spring. The spring energy is still there, but the Ebola virus is compressing that spring. And then finally, when your immune system awakens and it realizes that there's a bad guy there, bang, the spring comes out, it explodes, and it starts machine gunning everything in sight, including your own body. And that's what's called a cytokine storm. And that's where you get the capillary leakage and what's called hemorrhagic fever. You're bleeding. You lose fluids because it is, your own immune system has punched holes in your capillaries trying to get this virus. Ozone should dramatically modulate that process. So that's one of the th ways ozone could really help. The other way, which I, uh, in preparing for my, re my lectures on Ebola, viruses have two vulnerabilities. The vulnerability is on its uh, 
outside coat. It's got a lipid membrane, but the lipid membrane isn't enough to get it inside the cell. There are glycoproteins attached to that lipid membrane. The glycoproteins, glyco means sugar, protein is protein. So it's a, it's a molecule that has a sugar and a protein. Well, the active groups of proteins are generally sulfhydryl groups, SH groups. Now, I'm gonna show you my hand. Here's the palm of my hand, but what really does the work are my fingers, right? Yep. Here's the protein. Here's the sulfhydryl group coming off of the protein. The sulfhydryl group is the active component of the enzyme. We know this in the human body itself where there's SH groups or reduced sulfhydryl group that's active. And the body can inactivate it by oxidizing that sulfhydryl group to SS instead of SH. Ozone does that. It essentially chops off the sulfhydryl group, leaving it like this. And, and so that has the effect on the virus of doing Inactivating it. Very nice. It cannot infect without sulfhydryl groups. So, so now, I, I, uh, can you walk people through the typical uh, IV or rectal, vaginal, oral, like the, the different ways that people take ozone and then talk about the one you're using with Ebola? The standard accepted method is called MAH, major autohemotherapy, which I've done since 1986. And I do a particularly effective form called hyperbaric ozone therapy, where we take blood out into a bottle, pump ozone in under pressure, and then we deliver that back. And let me tell you, as far as MAH, that's the cat's meow. It is the best, and I wouldn't do it any other way. It is so swift, so efficient, so quick, and its effectiveness, in my opinion, is far, far better than other forms of MAH, major autohemotherapy. Howard Robbins pioneered a method that is probably as good, and he thinks it actually might be better. That remains to be seen because it's never been tested out. His method involves giving direct intravenous gaseous ozone. It's not air, it's gas, but I don't want your viewers to think that we're shoving air into people. Air is nitrogen, 80% nitrogen, which wouldn't be too cool. Right, that's this called is, death. <laughs> yes, this is oxygen, which is metabolically active. So yes, you could be getting 30, 60, even more cc's of gas, but it's oxygen, which is consumed by your body very, very quickly, very quickly. So he's pioneered a really cool method of this that doesn't involve taking blood out. So when you're dealing with Ebola, that's way superior. It's also dirt cheap because it only requires a butterfly needle and a syringe. Yes, there's other methods. There's rectal. You may be doing that yourself, am I right? Yes. I do rectalism. And I do rectal at home as well. It is very effective. The Cubans have shown that, and they have actually looked at it and compared to um, blood treatments. They think it's as effective. I don't, but it is effective. And vaginal is good for local vaginal problems. I don't think the vaginal is going to do much good for body problems. Let's explain for a minute uh, what rectal or vaginal is. So what you do is you have a, a very small hose that goes in and trickles ozone in, or in a medical setting, there's a bag of ozone gas that goes in through something at the size of a ballpoint pen, basically. Uh, and exactly. It, it, it goes in, and uh, the way I do it, it goes in one thirty-second of a liter per minute. So you don't even really feel anything. You basically your body absorbs the gas, 
and it takes oh, about 15 minutes to half of an hour. Uh, and then you take the little hose out and you're done. It, it's pretty non-invasive, but you feel your brain wake up. You feel your whole body just get stronger. It, it, it's profound what it does. And it really is one of the things that turned off the Lyme disease that I had and brought me back to better than I've ever been. I take ozone rectally on a regular basis. I do it at one eighth of a liter per minute, so my treatment's over in two to three minutes. And I use anywhere between 25 and 35, sometimes 40 gamma, which is micrograms per cc. Um, rectal works very well. You can do the same thing vaginally, but it's not well absorbed through the vagina, but it will treat vaginal problems. So for the common person at home, taking it rectally is is the most reasonable way to do it. I, like I said, I don't think it's nearly as effective as um, in the blood, but it is quite effective. It just might take longer to get there. Yeah, if, if I found that I had Ebola, uh, certainly I would be doing both <laughs> in the blood uh, rectally and, and pulling out all the stops and all the other strange things that, that I, I know about. Um, but this is a, a frontline thing that I use at home uh, anytime I'm feeling under the weather or if I feel like, okay, I just got back from that, you know, three day trip to Asia or something and I want to come back faster and I want to turn the corner. It, it's a big part of my toolkit. And I, I don't know if it's because of what it does to the mitochondria or because of its anti-infectious things, uh, but I do know that it's, it's amazing. I also know most people hear this and they say, you're taking an atmospheric pollutant and putting it in your body. <laughs> Can you explain what, um, what, what, why this is not a form of pollution and why maybe, for instance, breathing ozone has a very different effect than taking it in your blood? It does. Ozone is safe administered to the body in any form or fashion except one. That's breathing. It's very interesting, but it's you wouldn't enjoy breathing ozone. Now, if you're breathing ozone at low concentration, like after a summer thunderstorm, the air smells sweet, clean, fresh, and it is wonderful. The air's been cleansed, and it's nature's way of cleansing. Ozone is just oxygen. Ozone is not a pollutant. Now, where ozone does become a problem is in smog. That's not natural ozone. Ozone is a byproduct of the smog. So it is used as a measure of the level of the smog. You're not actually getting an ozone treatment. If ozone levels go up, you are breathing smog, which is dangerous. I hope that helps. I think it, it does. And if you ever have the unfortunate occurrence of breathing the kind of ozone that you put in your blood or that you use rectally, uh, your nose and will burn, your eyes will water, you'll start coughing and even retching. Like it, it is very bad for your lungs. And it's kind of shocking that you can put it on another mucous membrane and magic stuff happens. What other diseases has ozone therapy been used for? Well, I've used it for cardiovascular disease, and I see reversals of cardiovascular disease every time, from congestive heart failure to circulatory insufficiency. I use it for chronic infection. If you go to my YouTube channel, again, Robert Rowan, MD, is the channel. You don't want to just see videos of me. You want to go to the channel, because the channel is devoted to patients, and I've got well over 100 posted. We'll, uh, I've got we'll, a case. we'll put a link to that channel in the show notes as well to make sure everyone can find it. Thank you. I got a case where a, um, a woman who was working for me at the time 
came in with a cellulitis from a tick bite. Now she had a tick bite on her shoulder here, and by the next day she had an infect. This is not Lyme, this is cellulitis. It's a rapidly advancing infection. And she didn't want to come. I said, come to the house, we'll give you a treatment. She said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to bother you. Well, by a day and a half or two days later, it had come all the way down to here, an ugly purple rash from her shoulder down to her arm, and it looked bad. She couldn't even get her arm back to fasten her bra or comb her hair. So that, that was a Sunday she got it. On Tuesday morning at 11 a.m., we treated her. By the mid-afternoon, the rash had retreated up to here, and by the next day, it was gone. The only thing that was left was a tiny little crater where you could see where the tick had bitten her. We've treated MRSA, methicillin-resistant staph aureus infection. One or two treatments, it was gone. Uh, lots of infections. I'll get to why it kills infections in a moment. A lot of what I do is pain management. I, treat, I use a treatment called prolozone, where you inject ozone into joints and soft tissue, and the results are nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> I have people who... Uh, one, one video is aptly called, Oh My God, pain relief. Oh, oh my God, knee pain relief. She just couldn't, she says, oh my God, oh my, she couldn't believe it. Stumbled into the office in pain, expecting that she would need knee replacements and walked out of the office swinging her hips. You I know, needed I, to see her one more time. I, I referred a, a friend of mine, a comedian in LA, uh, in, for, uh, in for this for low back pain. And he said, you know, this is, uh, this is the only thing that's worked for my, my it was a semi-ruptured disc if memory serves. And I, I've actually had it injected uh, in, in an elbow that was giving me problems a while back. And Prolozone is, it's so amazing that one of the members of the Silicon Valley Health Institute, the nonprofit I run, came in. Uh, she had these braces. She'd been walking for years and she showed her x-rays and she had no cartilage at all in her knees. And she had three injections of prolozone in her knees. And she showed us six weeks later her x-rays. And you could see cartilage. And for the first time in years, and she's about 350, 400 pounds, she was not using braces to walk. That, and these are, what, 100, 150 bucks a piece for an injection into the knee? It's not a terribly expensive treatment. It's not when you consider what a knee replacement would cost maybe upwards of 70000 plus lost time of work, plus morbidity, plus risk of infection and other things. It hardly hurts. They go to my YouTube channel. The patients will tell you, no, it doesn't hurt much. And it's extraordinarily effective. For knees, we get 80 to 85% results. I've only lost two people to joint replacement in many, many years. Low backs is, again, 80 to 85%. I'm not going to sit here with my teeth in my mouth and tell you we get everybody. We don't. But that keeps me going out and learning more. Hips, a little less, but we get really good results because I was fortunate. One of the persons who came to train with me was actually a board-certified radiologist, and he taught me a unique approach to get into the hip joint, which has been phenomenal. So our results with hips have been pretty good. In Sierra Leone, I had my second instant fix of a frozen shoulder by getting a needle into the shoulder joint and the frozen shoulder. And she's on my YouTube channel. Now, 
The ozone, when it hits a nerve, has a special effect. I, I know because I, I use ozone dentistry and I had a wisdom tooth pulled where they injected ozone gas into like right next to the nerve itself and then they used it to sterilize the, the socket. And I never had any swelling or any pain. It, it was like nothing had happened except there was a little hole healing compared to the other two I've had taken out, which were you know, swollen face, talking funny in masses of pain. It, it was unbelievable how painless this was and ozone was the reason. So how does that work? Ozone modulates inflammation. That's one of its most powerful mechanisms. You need inflammation. And so let's go back to Ebola for a second. Yeah. If you didn't have, an, I mean, if you have no inflammation, the virus or bacteria is going to just wipe you out. You need inflammation. That's your war. That's your immune cells coming out and going bang, 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 bang. Well, the problem is in many people, inflammation persists after the invader is gone or the invader is controlled. Osteoarthritis, for example, in your knee is inflammation. The medical doctors aren't going to tell you that because they think that rheumatoid arthritis is and osteoarthritis is simply degeneration. Not so. It's actually inflammatory. And I think it's a smart life form. You saw me put up a slide showing that there are inflammatory mediators in joint fluid of osteoarthritis, and there's a scarcity of glutathione, which is your body's principal detoxifier. And I think SOD is on overdrive in your joint because SOD is way up to try and quell the oxidative damage going on to your joint. And when you put ozone into the joint, you modulate this, you turn down the inflammatory cytokines, and you get into the joint instantly what that joint needs more than anything else, which is, David? I think it might want need? oxygen. It might just want that. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it wants. Because in a joint, the cartilage doesn't have a blood supply. The joint gets its oxygen and nutrients through the capsule. Here's the capsule around the joint. And in the interior of the joint, the black will say is the cartilage. Are you with me on that? Yep. All right. The capsule's not touching the cartilage, but it, it, it is right here because I just have to show you the model. So oxygen has to get from the capsule up here and diffuse down to the cartilage, which is a long trip. And if there's inflammation, the oxygen's being consumed. So we're putting oxygen right in there and voila, those cells now can turn on, turn down the inf inflammation and begin a repair process and actually grow cartilage again, something your doctor isn't going to believe. He's not gonna tell you it's possible. It's remarkable what your body can do when it has oxygen. And it, some of this sounds just unbelievable. Like, how could the average doctor not know about this? And even when I talk with, with some people who are very advanced in functional medicine or anti-aging or dentists who really get it and they don't use mercury and they're biological and they practice neuromuscular dentistry, all this stuff, they still like ozone, it's, it's pollution. So this is one of those things where there's a very substantial body of evidence. A lot of it comes from outside the United States, uh, but it, it has so many different things it does to affect any disease of chronic inflammation, like toxic mold exposure, like Lyme disease, like any sort of neurotoxin-mediated thing, like bad stuff in the gut, like infectious diseases. The list goes on and on. I saw a lot of this in Alaska, incidentally. Oh, did you? Remember, Alaska is a, is a damp, wet, dark environment. 
So beginning in 1986, I turned everything over to ozone because during breakup, there's floods, you know, water leaks into your house, through the ceiling, through the foundation. I saw so many mold cases. Literally, it was a piece of cake. Ozone, ozone, ozone was it? You know, Dr. Rohn, I've been flying around the U.S. for the past six months interviewing physicians, uh, including uh, Mark Hyman and Daniel Amen, uh, talking about toxic mold and interviewing people who have survived it. And uh, certainly I'm one of those, and I live in the Pacific Northwest now. I just take a lot of precautions around exposing myself because 100 million people in the U.S. are genetically susceptible to it, and everyone else pays the cost. But something as cheap as ozone can even be used to remediate your house because it kills mold in the environment. But it also can turn on systems in your body that can get turned off by anything like toxic mold. And there's other toxins like lime and, and bites from certain kinds of spiders and things like that that can make you really sick permanently. Why is there so much resistance to it? You saw resistance in Sierra Leone. Most people just don't know about it. And either it's too good to be true, and personally I'll tell you it's not, but what are the other things holding this back? Well, you mentioned Sierra Leone. I've told the people in Sierra Leone that I believe their land has gone from blood diamonds to Ebola blood money. I don't have any doubt why what happened there did happen. We got a call the following day after we were blackballed at the Ebola treatment center. The foreign minister wanted us to treat his mother who lived in an Ebola area, him and his family for prevention. Now, if it's good enough for a minister of government, why wasn't it good for the people who are dying? Are you getting the picture? There are billions behind ZMAP and big pharma treatments of Ebola. And God forbid a treatment that costs 15 to $20 to cure a patient is shown to work. In my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and I put this on my Facebook page, Robert J. Rowan, Dr. Robert J. Rowan. It's public. Anybody can go. I'm posting a lot of stuff as it's coming to me. Money was involved there. Big, big money. I'm happy I got out of there as I did. Now, with regard to everywhere else, I'll be honest with you. In 1986, when I first saw ozone, I said, wait a minute. Ozone? An oxidant? We just learned that it's antioxidants we want. You're telling me I should do ozone therapy? I saw this machine at a meeting. I keep an open mind. And uh, I said, I don't believe this, but what do you got on it? So they gave me some literature from Germany. I took it up to my room. I stayed up all night. I couldn't put it down. I stayed up all night. I went to the exhibit hall in the morning. I waited 30 minutes before they opened so that I would be the first one in the hall to get the machine. Bang, that's, that changed my career. We're all trained to think that it's antioxidants, that oxidants are bad, not so. Your immune system works on oxidants. Your immune system makes hydrogen peroxide. It makes bleach, which is sodium hypochlorite. Your immune system is making this. Nitric oxide, the same thing that gives a man an erection, is a free radical. You need it for in, in proper amounts for vasodilation, but in high amounts, it's toxic. It creates the peroxynitrite radical, which damages the brain. There are other oxygen radicals that your body makes to fend off infection. Why is this? Well, and why does ozone work on bacteria? You know that you use bleach to wipe off a counter, correct? 
Yep. If, if you're concerned about contamination, well, bleach is an oxidant. That's how it kills. It's an oxidant. Now, consider the difference between bleach and ozone. Bleach, a 10% solution of bleach, takes about two minutes to kill the germ. Guess how long it takes for ozone at concentrations less than what you're using on your own body to kill that same germ? How oh, long does it take? Like a second or two, I would imagine. At the most, which means it's at least 100 times more powerful, effective at killing bacteria than is bleach, which is the standard. So how does ozone do this? It's an oxidant. It literally punches holes in the cell wall of the bacteria, which would be akin to an animal or you taking a bullet through your aorta. You would hemorrhage to death in a second or two, right? Yep. If, you punch, if you punch holes in the cell wall of the bacteria and it hemorrhages its guts out, it's dead instantly. It doesn't have time to even think about getting resistant like it can with antibiotics. That's uh, a great description of what's going on there. And, and we know that our cells make SOD, which is how they turn off this pro-oxidant from ozone or even from hydrogen peroxide, which, both of which our immune system makes. And so it uses that to kill something. And when it's done killing it, it turns it off. It can protect itself and bacteria don't make SOD. So, so this is like little bits of biochemistry. But now I, I'm going to put on, I put myself in the shoes of someone listening to this. So let's say that I'm a little bit worried that there might be Ebola in the U.S. Now, certainly I'm going to go out and spend lots of money on pharmaceutical stuff because, hey, that's, that's like what you do. But there's also a group of people who would like to, say, take uh, colloidal silver, which I've seen talked about as, you know, a potential alternative treatment for it. Um, if those people want to have home ozone, which coincidentally also sterilizes water to make it drinkable, is this something that the average person could set up at home? Yes, and I recommend it. Um, there's a company in Canada, uh, Longevity Resources. I can give you their phone number. Five four three 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 nine eight 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 seven seven five four three 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 nine eight, and they could call Longevity and say they heard me talk about water sterilization, which is what the machines are sold for, and um, that's they're, they're perfectly legal to sell for water sterilization. And then in the privacy of your home, you can convert it for use personally, perfectly legally, to give it to yourself rectally. And I'm always free to talk to people about it if they want to do that and, and, and give them some advice telephonically. So that's how people can do it. Now, you asked about colloidal silver. Um, about a year ago at the meeting of the American College for Advancement in Medicine, uh, where I chair the oxidation workshop, there was a presentation made on silver. And a lot of people were asking, well, how, everybody's claiming this silver is good and the other silver is garbage. Okay. So how do we believe anything? So um, a chiropractor who was speaking and I decided we'd take the bull by the horn and we did a little study. And we got a lot of promises, but of all the companies that promised, only two actually came through and helped fund it. So we had to fund the rest of it out of our own pockets. We took five silver products, all brand names, brand, brand names that you would know. And we submitted them to the University, Brigham Young University Department of Microbiology. I believe the professor was Robeson. I, I think that's his name. And he did a study on its ability to kill microorganisms, not its parts per million, not its particle size, but could it kill? Of the five, 
Three didn't kill anything. Big, big brand names. One had a two log kill. In other words, it killed like 99%, maybe 99.5%. But when you're dealing with 20 billion organisms, 99.5% kill leaves a couple hundred million organisms. One product killed had a six log kill, 99.999995%, essentially it killed everything. Only one product. So I don't trust any silver product, but one. Got it. So for the most part, not a good, not a good effect. And this was obviously not a test on Ebola. What were you testing? MRSA, methicillin resistant okay. staph aureus. Got it. So um, are you willing to mention the name of the one that you trust? or is there sure, we're, we're, sure, we're publishing it. It's ACS 200. Awesome. So that means that if someone wanted to, to be prepared, they could potentially um, call uh, Longevity Resources uh, and order an ozone machine. What does a typical ozone machine cost? Well, the one that I recommend, and if they call the company and just say, Rowan talked about ozone, they'll know the one I recommend. It's EXT120, runs about $2,500. I think that's the most versatile of the machines because you can guide the concentration much better with that machine than the cheaper version. I happen to like their company because they stand by their product. I've, I've had a lot of ozone machines and I've gone through a lot because of patients. There have been a couple technical problems, switches basically, not the generator itself, and they fix it immediately. Lifetime guarantee. That's really nice. And you're not dealing with cheap Chinese parts that decompose. Yeah, I and have. Ozone, ozone's a problem. I have uh, the cheap Chinese one that I had calibrated after I got it uh, because I had a hard time getting hold of a good one a, a while back. And the other component that people need if they're going to get one of these is they need a pure oxygen source, a pediatric flow regulator attached to an oxygen concentrator, or better yet, if you can get it, and it's very hard to get, medical oxygen. Yes. I can help people get medical oxygen if they want. Oh, excellent. But, but, but welder's oxygen comes from the same source, but I can't professionally recommend it because... I'm a physician and I can't professionally recommend it, but I can honestly say because there's free speech, it comes from the same source. So I am not a physician. I'm an unlicensed biohacker, so I can say anything. I would just never <laughs> ever diagnose or treat anything because that's not my business. But I've gone and I used to have medical oxygen. I couldn't get it refilled because I didn't have a prescription. And I've looked at getting the fittings for a welding tank. And I can't seem to get a low flow rate out of a welding tank. Is there some special way of doing that? I mean, I looked quite hard. I looked at fabricating my own components. Yeah, all right, everyone listening, I am a geek. So how do you get welding oxygen into an ozone concentrator at one-eighth of a liter per minute? Yeah, well, if you had a big tank, uh, well, first of all, you can have your smaller tank if you were, let's say you, here's a good example. Let's say you have a fish tank. So you're bubbling oxygen in there for your fish. You might want to have an oxygen tank for that, right? Yep. You can, get, you can get welder's oxygen for that. The welding shop will fill it up for you. Got it. Even if it says medical on the... Uh, uh, on no, the they, won't, they, they won't fill up a medical tank. <laughs> that, that's the rub. So if you get into ozone treatment, you'll find there's a little dance you do to try and get oxygen. It's better to work with a physician and have a prescription. But so few physicians are willing to go out there the way you have and just say, look, I have a medical license and I can prescribe you oxygen for X condition that's medically recognized. And 
so what most people that I know have done is they've just bought a used oxygen concentrator off of Craigslist with a fine control regulator. Um, mine was 350 bucks. And it's old and kind of clunky and noisy, but it doesn't matter. It sits in a closet and runs, and it works just fine. My strong suggestion, mm -hmm. do not use an oxygen concentrator to make ozone for rectal use. Oh, that's interesting. Are you worried about the 5% uh, nitrogen that's in it? Indeed. Yep. I, uh, I would prefer to use the bottled oxygen. I just have to get some. Is there anything else people should know about uh, using uh, medical oxygen? Like, how would you go about finding someone in your neighborhood who uses ozone? Well, my, I have a, um, a small website for the office, docrowen.com, D-O-C-R-O-W-E-N.com. Doctors I've trained who want to be listed or posted there so you know that they've been trained by me. The American College for Advancement in Medicine, uh, my doctors might indicate they do oxidation therapies. Oxygen healing therapies is another one. American Academy of Ozonotherapy <laughs> also lists people. So there's a number of places you can go to find doctors who do oxidation medicine. Not all of them do all of the oxidation therapies like I do. I teach all of them. Some of them will just do ozone. Some might do only ultraviolet, blood irradiation, which is a sister therapy. Some might do various combinations. If you're listening to this, I'll put links to everything on that list for you so you can just check it out in the show notes. Um, but it, it's worth noting, not just because you're scared of Ebola, but it's worth noting that if you have chronic or really aggressive infectious things or just wounds that, that want aggressive healing, you can do things you're not supposed to be able to do with ozone and it works and it works reliably with a shocking uh, effectiveness rate. I had a second degree burn from an infrared thing on my leg. It was within one millimeter of needing a skin graft, like a, a large wound. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you're a biohacker and you fall asleep and you have an infrared thing on a part of your skin where you have no nerves. Anyway, uh, this is a big wound and I used ozone as well as some other stuff on making it heal and it healed in half the time that a wound that size is supposed to heal and it never got infected. Um, shocking <laughs> what's what's possible for that sort of thing i still have a scar on my thigh from it but ozone really belongs in your toolkit if you're looking at saying all right what can i do to turn on my mitochondria which is part and parcel to having your brain work all the way and what can i do when there's something inflammatory that i just can't turn off and what do i do if i am actually diagnosed with some sort of infectious thing so it it deserves a lot more attention than it's had and uh dr owen it, it's been um, pretty amazing uh, to have a chance to have you on the podcast rather than just meeting you in person at a Silicon Valley Health Institute. I have a couple more questions for you, though. Uh, first one, what's next? So you just went to uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, you're, you've spent your career in oxide <laughs> medicine. So are you going to like travel to space or something cool? Like you, you got to have something to top this. Oh, wow. How do you top trying to conquer Ebola? <laughs> You know, this was, both Howard and I uh, felt that this was the culmination of our careers. We lived our lives to this point. So even though the government sabotaged it, uh, work is being done now to see to it that Ebola gets treated. And I believe Ebola is going to get treated. And if it does, and it does as we expect, then I think that um, the world will change very quickly. 
That's uh, that's a very exciting, very big vision and one that, that yeah. can help a lot of people. And there's one more question that I've asked all 100, almost 150 guests, I think, at this point who've been on Bulletproof Radio. And that is, given your entire career, but also just your entire life, your top three recommendations you'd share with people who want to perform better in their lives. So not just perform better as you know athletes or entrepreneurs or whatever, but people who want to just perform better at whatever they do. The most important things for healing, there's three. This is what I teach every patient who walks in the door. Improper nutrition is one of the factors of bad health, toxins, and stress. That's the pillars. Those are the three foundations. My own belief is if you clean up your diet and you eat a diet the way the creator designed us to be eating, and by the way, I'm an organic raw food near vegan. I'm not vegan. I do eat some dairy, but other than that, I eat no other animal products. And I'm mostly organic. I don't eat GMO. I try to detoxify myself. I take saunas. I've done chelation therapy. My heavy metal burden is exceptionally low. It's been low for many, many years since I treated myself. I take ozone to detoxify organic chemicals. Now, one thing that hangs around me is stress. I can't seem to get away from that. So if I'm aging more than I should be, there's your culprit. Dr. Rowan, thanks again for being on the show. We'll include the links to your blog and your YouTube channel and make sure people can find uh, the resources that you mentioned. Thanks for the work you're doing on promoting and, and just sharing ozone and oxidative medicine because it's so important uh, for people, especially people who have lost kind of faith or have tried all the, the stuff that, that hasn't worked for them. This is something that belongs in your toolkit. So thank you for decades of work in that. And, and thanks for putting yourself on the line to go do something about Ebola. I, I very much respect that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate you being on Bulletproof Radio. Have an awesome day. One of the things you can do to make your brain work really, really well is you can remove toxins from your body. One of the most important antioxidants and toxin-binding substances in the body is called glutathione. That's why I created Upgraded Glutathione Force. Check it out. Upgraded Glutathione Force on UpgradedSelf.com. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.